Hi, this is Wentworth Miller. You're listening to The Flash Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Baron Slash The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always, and we got a packed tape, um, t- table of hosts today. We got, all, first of all, all our regular hosts, Amy Marie, Brittany Rivera, and Andrew Dice. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Very, very excited to talk about tonight's episode. And we also have a very special guest with us because, look, there's there's no Jessie Quick without this one. She is one of the hosts of uh, the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, and she's our good friend Kat Kalamia. So, Kat, welcome back to the po- podcast. How are you doing tonight? I'm excited to be here, talk some Jessie. I mean, this whole episode, we're just going to talk about Jessie, right? Or no? I mean, I mean, sure. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, start secretly editing Google Document. No, uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna talk lots of Jesse Quake. Uh, but before we get to this week's episode, we got some interesting news pieces to 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 tackle. So, Andrew, what's in the Andrew? What's in the world of the Flash and the DC TV world? Invasion. Except picture that screamed. I guess with the exclamation point. I is the the. Well, it probably means more to me than it does to a lot of casual viewers of the shows. Um, but we finally found out what the coming crossover is going to be built around. We kind of knew that. Now we know that the title is officially Invasion with the exclamation point, which is an ad- adaptation of the DC Comics crossover event from the late 80s. We know that that's going to be how the Dominators are brought in. Uh, before I actually like just go on a rant about what all of this means to me uh what is the you know current level of expectation here among you guys with the dominators and what's going to come because i think a lot of there's going to be expectations from a lot of people and especially after flashpoint i feel like expectations may need to be revisited i tend to agree with that I mean, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about the comic or the Dominators, and I'm almost inclined to not actively search for more information so I could just let the show do what the show does okay. and not have to expect anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I know a little bit about the storyline since they announced, like, you know, that they were adapting it uh, as for the crossover, and now that we know that's the actual title of it, uh, I mean, I'm. I think I'm gonna read the comic because I have it in my possession. Just because I just want to get a little bit familiar with it and so on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a good point, Andrew. That you know, because of Flashpoint. I mean, even though I'm still, you know, I mean, I know everyone feels differently here about how Flashpoint was dealt with. But you know, I'm, I'm still overall 
okay, you know, okay with it. So, um, but yeah, but like for in terms of the crossover, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be so interesting because not only are you dealing with the, uh, you know, bringing Supergirl over for, you know, um, for for this event, but also we're dealing with Arrow's one hundredth episode. So, that itself is a huge event on its own. So. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays together in the end. Um, but um, but yeah, yeah. I yeah, was I, uh, oh god. <laughs> no, you, you hit me with it. I was just gonna say that uh, I was a bit disappointed with Flashpoint because I read Flashpoint when it was coming out, and uh, I mean, I, I I thought it was a solid book. Like, it's not one of my favorite comic book events of all time, but it's an important one, and I was disappointed with that episode. Uh, and I thought that was gonna be like the determinant of the rest of the season. I'm glad it wasn't, but uh, I don't know much about the Invader story arc. Um, I just haven't read it, even though I've read a lot of DC comics, but I am excited about what it means for Supergirl because in the Supergirl TV show, they're dealing with a lot of different alien races right now. So I think it's going to tie into that, I think, even more. So I'm glad that they're they're already starting uh, putting the seeds for this story. Yeah, it it's kind of the it's almost like a, a stereotypical crossover event. Like the the easiest way of explaining it would be that the the dominators just launch a massive multi-alien assault on Earth. So right off the bat, it's kind of clearly not going to be quite that uh, on television, and then it'll need to be something probably um, a bit stranger to to work in the legends and what they have going on there. But uh, Andy, as you mentioned, uh, we do have these quotes surrounding the return of Katie Cassidy are, I don't know if they are like insanely tantalizing or so strange. I don't even want to spend too much time thinking about them. That's a good final uh, word, by the way, tantalizing. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, we, we learned that, I think we, we've known for some time that she was going to be coming back. I think that that leaked before they officially uh, revealed, and it was kind of it, to the puzzlement of everybody of, of how this deceased character was going to be coming back. Spoilers. Uh, and we have Greg Berlanti saying that she's playing different things this year, uh, presumably across more than one show. So we're going to get, I'm um, you know, doppelgangers. Uh, we've already seen one. Expect more. But the this it was Stephen Amell, right, who said the uh, she's at an unexpected spot when they find her that is actually expected when you look back on it. Do you have any idea what to make of that actual wording? Because I'm, uh, you know, I well, well, you are, as we all know, the most invested person in the Lance sisters. What? I've ne- <laughs> I've never said a word about them. Um, it all depends on which Laurel it is, because I mean we have one who. Oh God! Did they forget her? Did they forget the Earth Two Laurel in the pipeline? Because if they did, she must be starving right now. <laughs> uh, but you know what? This has always been the joke with the show: is that you know who actually does feed them on a consistent basis instead of you know on, you know aside from on screen. But yeah, it depends on which Laurel it is. Uh, I mean, to me, it would make more sense that we we see the Earth Two one be explored and fleshed out and maybe redeemed into sure. a hero rather than you know you know because they're not going to bring her back the Earth One version from to death you know i don't think um certain people on arrow would be 
would have the the willingness to do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I'm just glad that she's alive again and that the black sign is still on the table to be used. Um, I do wonder what it's going to mean for Legends if uh, if uh, Captain uh, Captain the new Captain Lance will yeah. run into her sister at some point, which you know. I'm sure it's gonna bring out a lot of tears, uh, but yeah, I'm just glad that you know because, I mean, look, this should not have happened. This should not have happened for a comic book show that is called Green, you know, is called Arrow and is based on the Green Arrow mythology. So, um, but the fact they're trying to fix it is, you know, is good. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm I was surprised by Steven's quote of unexpected spot at a very very retrospectively expected time. Like, yeah. You know, because it's not going to be a ghost. She's going to be, you know, in the premiere, in in the winter premiere next year in January, alive and well, as they've said it. So what does everyone else think? The wording of that just suggests to me that they're not going to expect to see her, but it's going to fit. That it's all going to make sense and that maybe it's almost going to have been planned and ordained, if you will. Maybe, Mm. you know, if you've got a whole bunch of time travel going on, maybe... Something in the past happened that she played a part of and she shows up or something that she did. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Laurel to come back in any shape or form. And uh, it'd be kind of interesting if they went the time travel route, especially because we know where Sarah is. It could be cool. I mean, we don't do we know what show she's got. She's going to pop up in Arrow first, right? We don't know if she's got to like pop up in Your one of the other shows first or first, it'd be arrow, cool. first arrow and then it remains to be seen for the rest because it'd be cool if it maybe started in legends that'd be really awesome i mean she was in the pilot of that show so um i would really like that but yeah overall i'm I'm just excited to see how they bring her back because she she's been missed on arrow and and not just like not talking about the fan base but even on the show like the characters really miss her and she's mentioned almost every episode so it would be nice uh, to kind of see everyone's reaction uh, when she does come back. Yeah, who's to say it isn't something that she's done in the past? You know, she, maybe Laurel has always, you know, she she has a big part in this show. Maybe she did something in the past that doesn't make itself known till now. And that's the way she shows up. No one said it has to be her physical presence that's showing up. Well, that's Kind of what a showrunner did say that she's alive and well, and um, because legend, I mean, because era is trying to stay away from magic, metahumans, time right. travel. Um, I think I covered all the all the supernatural stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think at this point it probably will and should be Black Siren, and uh, because probably because she, you know it's interesting because she lost her all over on Earth too. So, mm-hmm. but uh, but either way, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I, Black Siren, or I'm crossing my fingers that it'll be an alien pretending to be her because that was one of the Dominators' alliance were shapeshifters. So I feel like that would be well, that just because that would Mockingbird in the Marvel comics at one point as a Kree. Oh yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'm just hoping because it will just infuriate you. Oh, <laughs> when she's appears fine and healthy, and then is revealed to actually be. An alien and then they kill her again. Oh my, let's hope it doesn't happen because the amount of fury I will unleash on the world cannot be spoken of. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Brittany, do you have any thoughts? Uh, you've been quiet for, for a while. Um, I don't think I have anything that you guys haven't covered already in terms of the Black Canary returning. I think it's exciting and I'm excited to see how they're going to work her back in. 
And yeah, hopefully the crossover will be really good. I'm excited for both of those things to happen. So much good coming up. But uh, but speaking of good, smooth transition, let's talk about tonight's episode of The Flash, episode four of season three called The New Rogues. As we, well, had two new rogue, rogue members debuted from the comic books, Mirror Master, played by Grey Damon, as well as the fe- a female version of the top, played by Ashley Ricards. And um, so, yeah, so let's, um, Amy, let's start with you. What did you think of the the latest uh, additions of uh, Flash villains? Perfectly honest, I loved Mirror Master. I don't have a whole lot of source knowledge on Mirror Master, but I have seen a lot of Grey Damon's work, and I really, really liked the way that he portrayed Mirror Master. I liked this sort of, I don't know, mobster feel that he brought to the character, his accent, the way he spoke, the way he dressed, the way he walked, the way he stood. I really enjoyed it because it, it it goes to show a character that's very aware of how he is perceived and of how he is seen and how he uh, appears, which is excellent for a character that is centered around mirrors. So I enjoyed his powers. I thought it was cool the way that he got it. Um, I wasn't particularly overwhelmed with Top, but I did enjoy her power. I thought that was a really cool, nifty ability that she could cause, oh, what did they call it? Crippling vertigo, which is a nifty way to describe it. But I liked that ability. I liked the fact that they teamed up. And uh, overall, I was really, really impressed with Mirror Master and ultimately with the way that Barry took him down. I thought that was very, very clever. And I had a fun nerd moment around that. Kai, what did you think of the uh, of the Mirror Master in the top? Um, I actually thought this was a, a little bit of the weaker part of the episode for an episode that was really good. So there's, you know, not a lot of negatives towards this episode. But I, a negative I've always had about the Flash is their one-shot villains. And the same thing goes for Arrow. I always feel that they have the name, they have the power, but a lot of times they don't have the story backing them up. And I felt that way with Mirror Master is that he has the powers. They're cool. He has the, you know, they have the actor who I thought really portrayed Mirror Master well. But I thought the backstory needed a little bit more fleshing out i didn't really care about his motives with captain cold and same goes for top i mean i think double goes for top because she didn't really she liked this guy that's pretty much it uh so but their powers were really cool and and brought some interesting obstacles with flash and i think that's what we've gotten used to is that these villains won't be as fleshed out and they are just kind of obstacles but as a comic fan i want a bit more from them, especially because I've seen other shows do it. Like a uh, Supergirl does a really good job at fleshing out their villains, and I, I kind of wish Flash Narrow um, was better at that. Andrew, what were your thoughts on uh, their debuts? Um, well, this was top is, I mean, top was not, not really the comic book version, which is fine because that's almost too silly to uh, adapt into anything. Uh, in live action, but um, I don't know if I've made it clear yet that the like I am the biggest Flash fan in the world, and the rogues for me are just as good as it gets. Uh, so I was was great. Was he on Aquarius? Yes. Yes. That's okay, true. that's where I knew him from. Yes. All right. He was also on uh, Starcrossed. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, all the Starcrossed actors have come on the show, this, but we're, now we just true. need now we just need Matt Lanter to play something, and you know I think we pretty much he was on that show, right? Yeah, no, he, yeah, it was yeah. On the, okay. So we had him on, and then you know we had almost everyone on. There, check them all off. Uh, no, I, I liked. I I really 
I think the thing that, that really drove it home for me was uh, Wentworth Miller's return. And Wentworth Miller has always been, he, he's always been a little over the top for my taste. Uh, and that's probably being generous just for me personally. So it was, it was really cool seeing him bounce off somebody who was still a rogue. So still technically the same rank as Captain Cold or Heatwave, but in absolutely no way silly or uh, un- unbelievable or, or like it was um, comic booky, you know, for, for lack of a better term. He was, like like you said, Amy, just a guy, like just a criminal who spoke like a criminal would. Uh, I would have thrown some socks on him. That would, That's the only difference that I that I would have had. Uh, socks? But no, I... Yeah, he his bare ankles were they were all I could st- all I could oh. see. Wow, you were looking that. Uh, <laughs> I they were very prominent. That's just a, a pet peeve of mine. People make note. I, we're probably up to like fifty by now. Um, but no, I, I really for for a premise that is kind of uh, dated, you know, in a way, especially the the way that it was shown here. Uh, I thought it was. Delivered in a, in a few uh, cool ways. Uh, I think that the character was a good addition alongside the other rogues in his powers as well as his personality. So I, I walked away pretty happy. Again, Top was kind of forgettable, you know, which was so, which made me even happier that there was a more substantial villain that they were going up against. Uh, Brittany, what did you think of the, of the, of the baddies? Um, I personally I love uh, Captain Cold, and I wish we got more of him. I love his, like, over-the-top kind of smarmy, like, <laughs> thing that he does. Like, I'm such a big fan of that whole thing. And I was, like, really sad we only got that one little glimpse of him in the beginning and then kind of him at the end, which wasn't really him. So that was like, disappointing. I feel like they hyped it up. Like, oh, he's coming back, and it was not really that way. So I was, like, a little sad about that. Um, I spent most of the episode trying to decide like figure out if the character from how to get away with murder frank is a different character than the guy who played mirror master because i knew they looked different but the, to me they looked <laughs> oh the same so i spent um, a lot of time you know dealing with that in my head it wasn't and once i got over th- <laughs> i know it's like oh it's just like one notch one notch they look so close but yeah that was a that was a thing but i really i liked him i liked his uh the character i thought it was a cool a cool villain um i hope we, I kind of wanted to see more of him. I, I thought, it was, again, we didn't get to see enough. Like you guys have said, we didn't really get a lot of a, back, a really good backstory. And, you know, I, I, he had that whole kind of 1940s gangster thing going on. I wish the top kind of had that, too. Like, that kind of, like, you know, I love that, like, 1940s, like, gangster girl voice. Like, you know, and they're like, see? Yes. And, like, I wish she had that. That would have made it. I feel like even though she didn't, if she had nothing else but that voice, it would have made the character like, a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I, oh, man. Let me just put a quote <laughs> note on that. I have... I, I was talking about this a little bit on Twitter today for different reasons. I have had about enough of the female villains being the wet blanket for no reason whatsoever. I that is the one thing that I really disliked was we had to we had to watch him talk her into using her power. I I don't I do not care for that. So yeah, I, she could. She had a pretty legit power on her own. She didn't really need convincing. She could have been like, "Oh, look, I have this cool power too. Let's go take over the world together, honey." Like, yeah, come yeah. On. I'll agree with that. What I was gonna say was, I mean, compared to, I mean, I, I, I know, that, I mean, something that Amy and Lauren and I discussed a lot in, you know, in the first two season of the pilot was that, you know, that when it came to the female villains on 
the show, the way they would adapt them, it would always it wouldn't always be so memorable. And um, but like last week, I love Magenta, and this week I actually you know I didn't know what I was gonna feel about the top because all I knew about the top is that for some reason Adam was so freaking excited for this character to come in. You know, like every time we would talk about remaining rogues to bring in, he's like, "Well, they gotta bring in the top." I'm like, "Adam, no! Listen to the name. Look at the powers." And but you know, hope. I mean, Adam, if you're listening, hopefully you got what you wanted. And but I, I, I do not. I'm not. I'm not confident. <laughs> I didn't know that was her power, like in Vertigo. Like I thought. I don't know. I, from I like not different. knowing anything about the comics, I was like, yeah, "This is a different. very strange power to have." Like I thought she would spin or something a lot more, and that didn't especially happen either. That, so I was just like. <laughs> outfit she had because right it was clever for spinning it was a clever (laughs) costume so i was like you know hey look because she doesn't need to wear you know like a i mean the top's costume is probably the most silliest one out of all the roles and this is we're talking about captain gold who's wearing a parka and you know during the summer (laughs) but um no but i really enjoyed her but yeah mirror master i mean i've been waiting for three seasons now for mirror master because he is such a fascinating villain and i Hopefully they haven't excluded the mirror world from this version of the character, but I will say that the, the, the three years three years of waiting was worth it. I think Ray Damon did a really good job. And I didn't even think about that he had this kind of old, old school gangster feel to him until Amy pointed it out. Which you know, so I'm like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It, it sets him apart from the other rogues that we have. You know, we have you know someone like Heat Wave who is you know. <laughs> he's a bit of a hothead. Oh, shame on me. And we have you know someone <laughs> like Wither Wizard who is thinks he's a god and whatnot so it's nice that they you know they have their different personalities and whatnot and i i think they did a, I mean the effects in this episode were top notch like you know i think the way they did the whole yeah. stuff was i mean again it's beyond me how armin and his team hasn't won an emmy for the effects that they do on this show because look at what they're look at what he's doing here and on supergirl like every week it's it's phenomenal and it, it makes me kind of pissed that he's not being recognized for that you know he i think he got a nomination for season one but i'm like well give him a freaking statue but no but i was i mean i i wasn't disappointed with the top i actually thought she stood a lot more than for example golden glider who was she she used her sexuality way too much at least the top was could be a little bit more dependent and whatnot and um also, is it just me, or did the Flash do a better Con Vertigo than than Arrow actually did with their two versions of Con Vertigo? <laughs> I'm just because I was like, seriously, like we couldn't get one of these counts on on Arrow to like have something to do with Vertigo powers, but yet we got it on the Flash. I mean, of course. So I mean, although speaking of Arrow, the moment when Barry said, "Oh my God, I'm becoming like Oliver," I'm like, no, 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 no. Look, you run back in time and fix whatever beep you did because you can never no one should ever become the the walking disaster that is Oliver Queen but overall a little bit harsh no 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 Amy no you look at those four seasons of Arrow and he is he's the least inspiring hero out of all the ones we have on the CW like he well we wouldn't have these shows without Oliver so we, we wouldn't have yeah, no. <laughs> a fair amount of the skills that Barry has now by shooting arrows into his back and being like yeah I just like to torture you um Okay, moving on. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> skipped over something that I think we need to discuss. Did anybody else notice that Snart was a killer? That he was willing to pull that trigger? I don't. Was this new facto? In the old version of Snart, in non Flashpoint messed up Snart, was he really a killer? 
Because I was under the impression he wasn't. And also in the comics, that's like the whole point of his character is that, and I guess the rogues in general, is that they're not killers. They they have rules. And that, and I mean, because me and Amy are on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, we know that from Legends too, that he has his own rules. Like he's not the, I actually had a conversation about this with Andy right before our show, (laughs) but um. Yeah, but I feel like with uh, Captain Coldy, he walks the line. He's, I mean, he is a villain, but he he could become a, kind of an anti-hero too, which we saw in Legends. I was very happy with, with him in Legends, um, and I didn't like him that much in Flash. I thought he kind of fell flat a lot of the time. So, mm. yeah, um, it it was weird that they're trying to, like, change him, and that was my fear of this whole Flashpoint thing. I'm like, don't change Captain Gold. Like, he doesn't kill people. Let's just make him the, the villain he he's always been, and uh, I guess we'll see where, I mean, because I'm sure we're going to see more Captain Cold. We'll see how they uh, they show him in, in another episode of one of these shows. I yeah. Plus, we were missing Heatwave as well. Mm. Is this well, before I mean, they met? Because someone on my timeline said this is before they met, and I was like, "Is that yeah. true, or does that be, or did they erase was their friendship somehow changed because of Flashpoint?" I think this was before they got to know each other. Because I mean, who knows what Snart and he were up to three years ago? Because this was after all, this was, this was a flashback. So I don't think this is this was necessarily a Flashpoint effect. I think it was that maybe maybe Captain Cold got that rule of not killing people. Later, after after the particle accelerator uh, explosion, yeah, so it, like it doesn't I, like it's not shocking to me that in a, oh he was willing to kill Mirror Master because this was before he had the cold gun. This was before they were metahumans at a fast you know fast speeding man and whatnot. So it wasn't like I wasn't like oh my god he's trying to kill you know because I think all these characters came from a different point before the events of season one happened. But that's just me. I yeah I'll I'll rely on my freakishly encyclopedic knowledge of all things flash i think when he got that first cold gun we got a dramatic letting his fellow gangsters leave and then actually froze them that was the you know dramatic first use of the cold gun was him uh chillingly pun intended killing them off screen i think but then he definitely killed that security guard just to test out the flash's powers so i think I I assume this is still it's showing that he you know is, is still the same guy before he had that face off with Barry where they kind of came to that compromise you know no killing uh you you can't I think that was one of the only rules that Barry actually had was if you don't kill people we'll kind of allow each other to exist I'll, I'll try to foil you but I won't punish you forever or try to lock you away or anything like that. But I'm, I'm excited. I'm, well, I'm not, I know I won't say excited. I'm curious to see how much of that they actually carry forward post flashpoint, because that feels like something that came out uh, really based on circumstance and in, in a different way, they could have absolutely you know, not come to that compromise. And then you got the whole Legends time trip where where did he leave and where did he come back in? I don't want to go into that, but uh, I, 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 as much as I am, as much as Captain Cold isn't perfect in my eyes, it was nice to see him come back for that little bit of time. And I think that does speak to like how much that fleshed out, uh, you know, what a big part of the Flash's universe he is. Uh, or, or what he represents that even bringing him back is like I didn't feel like I hadn't seen him in a while uh, even in the world of the Flash not Legend so yeah 
Well, Brittany actually brought up uh, something that I was going to discuss later, but you know, I will just touch upon it now because it, t- it ties into the rogues. And we we did see, you know, supposedly we saw him for a little bit, you know, during the end of the episode, but then it's revealed that it was just a hologram, and that felt kind of like, look, this. I'm going to say it right now. This episode is one of my favorite episodes of the whole series, not just the season. But there was a, just one thing with Captain Cole where I felt that was such a... Co- I don't want to say kappa, but I felt it was very cheap. Uh, but I guess, you know, but I can put the blame on the Flash writers. This is Legends of Mars' fault because, you know, they probably have to establish what he's going to be doing with the Legion of Doom, with, you know, whichever Cole we get. And also what Cat uh, was saying, while I don't mind the fleshing out of Captain Cold, I don't think that... Dick Legend has done a good job with actually keeping him at on that that balance of line. I think he's become too much of a hero, which is you know hence why he sacrificed himself. So, I was really hoping that Flashbone would have revealed that you know yeah he never left, uh, maybe he ne- never left with them. Oh my God, Cat, what's the name of that time chip? I I'm blanking. Is it the, uh, the Wave Rider? The, the, the Wave Rider. How do I? How do I? It's mentioned every week. Uh, also, Barry's, you know, like, subtle explanation of where Snart took off was like, oh my god, the awkwardness is beautiful in this episode. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really curious and very, like, staring a lot on Legends, hoping that they, you know, whatever, how do they, ever, how do they bring him back? Because we can't live in a universe of the DC universe where Captain Cold doesn't freaking, isn't alive. Uh, so... So yeah, so I said it felt like, you know it was kind of legends fault that we couldn't get you know a big surprise. Captain Cole is here, falling alive, and so on. But but uh, but yeah, that's just the only thing I wanted to speak about it. But but let's talk about something. You know, we had a villain duo, but we also had a heroic duo, and I I think this is the part of Cat is really excited to talk about. We got to see Jesse Quick fall out as a hero in her new suit that looked amazing, even though it belonged to a supervillain last season. Uh, so Cat, what was it like seeing Jesse Quick? fully suited up and running around as a hero with Barry. Man, it's amazing cuz I've been I've been waiting for this for a very long time ever since they literally announced that Jesse Quick was going to be on this show. I've been waiting for this cuz I'm a huge fan of the character. And uh, I like that, you know, this Jesse is different from, like, the comics. I, I saw an interview with Violet uh, Bean who said that, oh, well, we, you know, we don't know how we're going to use the formula, you know, we don't know how we're going to, if we would bring in Liberty Bell and stuff like that. But still, you, you see some small aspects of, of her character here, especially as she defeats Top. Like, she uses more of her intelligence, and I feel like that's very, that's very Jesse. Uh, and I like that she's also this young adult, that she's trying out these powers. She's just really excited about them, which is also very Jesse. That she's, well, I won't say always been excited about her powers, but when she first got them, that was everything she concentrated on was those abilities. So um, I, I loved her here. I thought she was great, and her partnership was with Barry was really good, and I just hope we get to see her more often in this season. And I think that's kind of the sad part of, of Jesse not being a series regular is that we don't know when, you know, she's going to show up. Um, and I hope it'll at least be once or, or twice more in the season, but there's so much other story going on in flash. Now I'm glad they gave her two episodes. They really gave her a good time. And also, and, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, but also end up uh, fleshing out Wally's story a lot too. Uh, so I loved it. I thought her, her arc was really well done. Andrew, what did you think of Jesse Quick? Yeah, I, I liked I liked her a lot. Uh, the training <laughs> scenes in the uh, accelerator were I don't, I don't know it, it I'm not sure if it's true, but it felt like we hadn't had that in a while. 
uh, just kind of the like pure everybody just get excited about how cool this stuff is uh, while there's others you know real downer stuff happening elsewhere uh, but no that, that was great I, I liked her suit uh, I like that she's she's endearing but but still definitely uh, a sidekick to, to Barry they didn't wade into a, a weird territory where she ends up being like a, a co-speedster with him. But then they also give her the moment that, you know, she's kind of coming coming around or developing things faster than he did, which which was cool. I I I, I did find her, her romantic subplot, those scenes a little weird. <laughs> um, just in, in that they, I don't really know what to make of them yet. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I liked her since she was just Harrison Wallace's daughter. So I really like what they're doing. Like you guys said, um, Jesse Quick is kind of you're biting off a lot of story, uh, so you kind of have to just accept that you're not going to cover most of it and do something different. And they did, and I, I like what they did. It's uh, it's it's I guess on paper the same thing that would have happened with Wally uh, if they'd done it. But I like that with now this out of the way, it means if we do get that with Wally West in the future. Uh, it'll be something different. It will, will kind of need to be, fingers crossed, I guess. But, no, I like Violet Bean. I, I like the character, and I liked their team-up. Uh, yeah, I do want to see more of her, but even if, like, episodes down the line, we get a mention from Harrison Wells that, you know, she's become a, a big star uh, on their own Earth, that'll be enough for me to, to feel, like, satisfied. If that happens, I know Kat is going to want to move to Earth 2 so badly, so quickly. Uh, because Definitely. Exactly. Uh, Ro- not Rowan. Amy. Why do I... <laughs> Amy, no, I, I don't know. Amy. Um, oh, he's did, here too. Don't worry. Okay. So, Rowan, what did you, Rowan, what did you think of the development of Jesse... No, I'm kidding. Amy, what did you think of um, the usage of Jesse Quick in this episode? Also, what did you think of her... Because I know you love Blake Neely's score so much. What did you think of her kind of theme song that she kind of got uh, throughout uh, the episode, both during the training scene and then during her fights with um, the top. Well, I really enjoyed seeing Jesse grow. I liked seeing their training session. I agree with you, Andrew. I feel like we haven't seen that in a while. And that's just kind of classic fun team flash working to make the flash faster. Very season one callback. I enjoyed that a lot. I loved seeing Wells you know, like, okay, we got to test her reflexes. Can we work on our reflexes? And Cisco's like, I got this. Barry's got this. He knows how to train her. And it was fun to see that. It's nice to see Barry with almost um, an apprentice that he gets to train, which is, I'm, I'm behind on Arrow, but a lot of what I'm seeing from, from what's coming out of Arrow right now is that Arrow's doing that with his new uh, team Arrow. And it's nice to see both of them, Oliver and Barry, having these team members that they can rely on that they get to train. Because realistically Barry has gone through two seasons of making mistakes and Wally says this to Jesse that Barry did not go about perfect that he has made mistakes before and when Wally says that to Barry I'm or to Jesse that I'm sure Barry has made mistakes before I'm sitting there going oh yes oh yes he has Barry has made so many mistakes and learned from them and it's all about learning from them so seeing Jesse learn from her mistakes and learn how to beat top and that quip that she had that she's also a quick learner i kind of did that thing where i sort of cheered in my chair and was like yes <laughs> that's spot on 
got me really excited. I'm going to miss Jessie. I really hope that she's coming back. I'm, I'm going to be bummed if we don't see her again for another 10, 15 episodes. So I hope she comes back. I really enjoyed watching her and I'm definitely putting her to the top of my cosplay list. I, yes. Again, this is what I've been saying. You would look so good as Jessie Quick, Amy. Seriously. I mean, oh, Amy with a red mask. Oh, that would look good. That would look so good. By the way, for anyone who's everyone who keeps saying that they want to see Jesse Pick, I everyone from I've been hearing, I'm you know, it seems like she's coming back like at least one more time later this season. So um don't worry, she she should be back again. Um Brittany, what did you think of um the development of Jesse now from, you know, just a ordinary girl to now a superhero? I loved it. I I'm such a big fan of Violet. I want to I feel like it's weird to say that she brings a lot of youthful energy because the show is pretty young. I mean like Grant is not that old and neither is Iris or Candace. But I don't know. There's just something about, obviously, she is younger, and she just has this bubbly personality that's, like, so infectious. She's such a great actress. She's just, like, really fun and just definitely the kind of person you want to see become a superhero because it's just, like, it's, like, that young... You're right. She's kind of is, like, a sidekick, that young, like, plucky, like, really excited sidekick. And, yes, The Flash is usually as excited and plucky and stuff, but, you know, he's been a little bit more broody this season, a little bit more thoughtful, so he hasn't been as peppy, the peppy Barry, you know, we've seen. So I kind of like that, that she's kind of there to bring that back. And I loved seeing her in the costume and seeing them, you know, running side by side. I thought that was, you know, just really, really great. Uh, I really enjoyed all of that. And I, I love, obviously, her relationship with Wally. I may, I'm a High very big girl. fan of, of them. <laughs> Quick quest for life. Uh, yes, I, I mean, if there was just a way, like, you know, these are a lot of young superheroes in these TV universe. If there was only just like a, like a group of titans that we could, like, put together or oh something. man or, can that happen or like, like <laughs> these, these kind of young justice warriors or something like that if we could just do something like maybe that is a spin-off or whatever i don't know like Andy, you, know. you know i would die if thea and jesse would be on the same show like i actually oh, yeah, think yes, I, would I, already, die. I know you would because <laughs> i have already pre-ordered a lazarus bit for you because i you know you can't you know you can't die uh, but no i thought it was <laughs> uh, yeah you know what i'll i'll sweeten it by saying uh, in the original Dominator story, those shapeshifters kind of had the exact same power set as Beast Boy. So, Ooh. so oh man, don't, don't play with my emotions because if they introduce Beast Boy in the crossover, I'm gonna cry puppy tears till the end <laughs> of the year because you know how long I've been wanting to see Beast Boy in live action because it would just be amazing. But I know it would probably be expensive. I, so. I mean, guys, we need a show for Friday. That's yes, we do. we do. You know, like, look, the vampire diet is finally going away. Like, it should have, like, three years ago or something. So we will have an open spot. Like, put Arrow on Fridays, and then we put, like, John Justice <laughs> on Wednesdays or something like that. Uh, I mean, heck, it would be probably be a good uh, uh, lineup, you know, John Justice and 100, you know, young, you know, adventurers or yeah. whatever, uh, 8 to 10 p.m. or whatever. So, no, but I was so happy with... Jesse Quick here. I'm still. I'm. It. It pisses me off that she didn't get. You know. Look. As much as I love Tom Felton as Julian, it's kind of a shame that we promoted. We got a new male character instead of promoting a very lovable female character that everyone is enjoying. Because we only have Iris and Caitlin, and then we have Linda every once in a while, and then we have. You know, we had Patty, and you know, maybe she will come back one day. But it's like we need more. We need more female series regulars. Um, that's what I'm saying. But no, I was so happy. I love seeing Barry getting to be, 
you know, a mentor figure. The training scene was one of my favorite scenes of all time. I'm probably going to rewatch it till my eyes bleed up because it was amazing. Uh, I love that the top kind of became Jesse's villain more than Barry's, uh, which is kind of the same case with Pied Piper and Cisco before t- Barry went back in time and f- made him into a hero or whatnot. So, yeah, no, I, it was... Yeah, it was... It, 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 even though The Flash hasn't been dark, dark this season in the, in the first three weeks, I, this kind of brought back some of the... Like Brittany said, you know, the pluckier, you know, cheerful side that we usually seen because there's always there's a lot of it usually in most of the episodes of the seasons of The Flash. And this week it kind of felt like it didn't feel like it felt like classic, but still new. So hopefully we will see her again very soon because uh, I think a lot of fans are going to miss her. And I'm sure Kat is probably going to cry, cry into her pillow tonight being like, you know, when is she coming back? I need her. I need her so badly. And guys, do let's move on to the next next topic, which was, oh what these all these shows are known for ships there was a lot of romance going on in this episode like not one but like three different romantic relationships were going around all over the place in many good ways and Brittany, what were your let's let's start with we, we, we had west island we had quick quest and then we had um, joe and that da um and then figure, figure out a shipping for them and what were your thoughts on all the romance and joe seal <laughs> You're a G- hashtag Joe Seal. I like that. I, I like that. So, Brittany, what did you think of Joe Seal and West Allen and Quick Quest in this episode? And if you want to count Disco and Harry as well, because why are the hell are those two not having angry sex right now? They have the best bromance for sure. But I loved, I just, I think that was my favorite part of this episode. Just like all the really great, just not even romance, but like relationships. But yeah, definitely the romance moments, obviously. Um, I liked that Joe finally got a love interest. I totally forgot that we had met this character before. I was like, who is this short little lady? Like, she's so cute and spunky and I love her. Like, oh my gosh, Joe and her need to get together right now. Like, I was just from the very first minute we saw her I was all about it and she was cute and like not afraid to be like yo like we obviously have chemistry let's go out and Joe was just as like dorky as Barry which was my favorite thing in the entire world like has no game and like it's Joe you think he'd have game and he doesn't and I love it I like I love it I love it so much um so I really enjoyed that Joe is you know hopefully gonna get some happiness this season outside of his family um obviously Jesse and Wally are like my favorite my new favorite thing of the flash because now that Barry and you know, Barry and Iris are, like, happy and settled for now. Um, I just love their little, like, budding relationship. And I like that they, you know, had that moment where where Wally was like, no, I don't want to get in a relationship because you're going back to Earth, too, which is, like, totally valid. And then later on, he's like, no, I don't want to be afraid. Like, I want to, <laughs> you know, be in love with you, which is, like, I feel like a kind of a, a, an, a West family trait, like, that Barry kind of shares, too. Like, the the fear, but then, like, jumping in. Like, I feel like they're, they have, like, they kind of have, like, that brotherly their brotherly similarity in that moment. I feel like that's something Barry would totally do. Um, I just, yeah, I, oh, I just love them so much. Like, I just melted when they had that second kiss after he, you know, while he was like, you can do it, Jesse, you know, you know you're the best. Or, I don't even remember what he was saying, so I was, like, squeeing so much. But it was just, it was great. And obviously, Barry, uh, Barry and Iris were, like, the best. I was just dying. Mostly because Iris was just, like, really? Like, come on, I've waited for this for so long. We both waited for this for so long. And, like, you're being so awkward, Barry. And I was, I, I kind of figured, I was like, you know, but Joe doesn't seem, like, he seems weird, but not, like, as weird as you think. But Barry seems so weird. Like, when Joe walked in and he, like, flashed away really quickly, I was dying. Like, it was, there was just so many, like, little things like that. I feel like really made that relationship part of this episode so... So cute and so good. Kat, what did you think of all the um, the romance that were going on in this episode? 
Yeah, they're all really fun. Um, I would say the Joe and uh, what's her name again? Which is the Cecile. I don't remember her name. Cecile. Uh, I thought that was a little bit. I liked the way it was connecting the Barry and Iris' story, but I don't know if it was really needed in this episode as much as the Wally and uh, Jesse and, of course, the Barry and Iris romance. Um, but Barry and Iris, I mean, they're just so cute together. And it it is great that we, we finally have this moment. And it's interesting that, again, this episode's about Barry and Iris being uncomfortable, but also shows they are very comfortable with each other. Like where um, Iris is just looking at our butt and saying, does, does these pants, do these pants make my butt look big? And then, but it's just the way they react to each other, that they are very comfortable with each other, but at the same time, they're not. So uh, I really like that. And then with Wally and Jesse, um, it's a really cute relationship where they're like, hey, we don't know if we really do this because we're literally from different Earths. Uh, so I, I like that they explored that. And I, I, lo- I loved how charming Wally was to Jesse, like the way he she what the way he like bent over and, and gave her um, um, her mask. I thought that was really cute, like a really small moment there. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the romance overall, though. It wasn't like too overbearing or like, you know fan servicey is just really perfect and it made the episode light which is what we've been talking about what was really awesome about this episode overall is that it was really light and goes back to a lot of the themes of season one Were, did wally and jesse ever date in the comic like, is, there, is there any history between uh, those two characters in the comics interestingly enough jesse always had a crush on wally but wally was older so <laughs> that's kind of their relationship oh okay and she, who the, wait, Jesse is married to one of the Hourmans in the comics. Yeah. So, no, but that was like when she was younger. So, that was like before her JSA days. So, that was when she was on Titans. Like, she had a, a little crush on him, but then it ended up just being more of like a friend type thing. Um, because, yeah, he was older. And, uh, yeah. And then she ended up meeting Hourman and they got married in the end. Well, I can't wait for when Legends Tomorrow. Oh, wait a minute. They can't do that anymore. Um, Amy, what did you think of all the relationships uh, focused in this episode? The thing that I want to talk about is between Jesse and Wally, I found that their relationship resonated really well with a lot of younger members, or I I feel like it could resonate really well with a lot of younger members of the audience who are maybe going away to college or finding their career paths. Um, It resonated with me. Because for the past couple of years, my whole career path has been in complete limbo that I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know where I was going to be. I didn't know what my long-term plan was, but I still like flirting. I still like getting to know people. And so I, I liked that we saw both Jesse and Wally admit really that they do really like each other. It just may not necessarily work out and that it didn't put a dent in their relationship that, yeah, it was totally awkward there for a second when they're having that conversation in the courtyard, but ultimately they can still, I mean, the next scene they're like cuddling together, watching the movie so they can still really like each other, despite the fact that they're not going full, full out. Um, Obviously eventually they do at the end of the episode, but I do find it really refreshing that you had two young characters who are admitting that they both really like each other, but that their relationship doesn't need to be defined by a physical relationship. And I enjoyed that. So I have major, major, major props to the writers for bringing that into the, into the mix. Can I just add one follow-up question to that? Uh, do you feel te- we're missing that a lot on television these days? You know, like with, you know, because I feel that the, the young, like, the young relationship has kind of faded away a lot. You know, I mean, it depends on what shows you watch. But do you feel that it's kind of, 
it needs to be brought back a little bit and so because I feel like I'm not seeing that anywhere on the shows I'm watching. I think with DCTV it has. Like, because I I think we're in such a mind frame of DCTV. Like, if you look at, because I I mean, I always think about Thea's arc. Like, look at last season with Thea and Alex. I mean, that that relationship. I mean, that could have, I was really looking forward to that relationship because it could have been so much more where Thea could have been, you know, revealing that she was a hero because she was and like dealing with that situation as her own character. And then it kind of went South. But yeah, I think that's why I, th- I not even think about other shows because we have our other teen shows where there's romance. And I think dealing with this, the same themes that Wally and Jesse have dealt with, but DC TV, they, with their younger heroes. And maybe that's another reason to have a teen Titans show. They, they tend to just make it, part of like Oliver's story or Flash's story um, and not their own and making them their own heroes. So I think that's why we don't get that romance story arc as much because there's not that time. Um, but I would like to see it in the future. Sammy, what did you think of West Allen and Josiel? Was that was that right, Andrew? Josiel. Josiel. Okay, there, there we go. What did you think of those two? <laughs> Um, I thought the Joe thing was all of a sudden, but I didn't mind it because, frankly, Joe, <laughs> Joe needs somebody. I'm game for that. Um, and then I, I just I thought the whole West Allen thing was cute and adorable. I don't really entirely see why Iris was like, you need to have a conversation with my dad about being cool watching us make out. And I'm like, how exactly did you expect that conversation to go? Because there was no way in any book on any earth that that conversation was not going to be totally and completely awkward. Like there's no way that if I ever have a boyfriend in my house, I'm going to be like, Hey mom, can you just, you know, not be totally uncomfortable with this? Because that's not going to happen. It's just weird. So I don't, I don't really know what Iris was expecting. Um, but it did, you know, I'm sitting there the whole time going, you know, this could all just be solved if Barry would like, you know, move out. So we finally got there. Thank goodness. <laughs> and, and Andrew, what did you think of the the relationships? Uh, I yeah, I, I thought the the Wally and Jesse one was like teens, uh, which was you know entertaining and funny in its own way. Um, the Joe Seal obviously came out of nowhere. I'm just gonna keep repeating that. Now. It's a good thing. I mean, people are gonna hashtag it, and they, they will know yeah. where they heard it. Uh, it definitely. It was probably only in service of just giving Joe the chance to say, you know, you're not the only one who gets nervous, um, which was which was sweet. But uh, I mean, honestly, as far as uh, slices of man meat go, I mean, Jesse L. Martin is rare. So I'm happy to see him get any action on this show because he deserves it. Uh, frankly, I think that's why he's pushing Barry to move out and I more power to him. Um Two things. Okay, I love when Barry and Iris are just probably the most like the actors, uh, just bouncing off one another because they seem to have a really good time around each other. I really hope after this, we never get another scene where Iris is upset about Barry having to be the Flash because you guys kind of touched on that last week. Um, where I, I don't, I still don't really know what to make of that. You know that like. Well, can you not just take two seconds away from our dinner and potentially save someone's life? Um, <laughs> because uh, I never really understand that. And it, that that doesn't feel like the Iris that um, would actually definitely not the Iris from the comics because she's, you know, it, it's it's part of the fun of dating him and the thrill. And he's Barry. Like, how can you not love him? Um, so I'm hoping that this episode shows 
we're done with that. Uh, that they are just now good together. Um, I do want to point out when we were like halfway through the Barry Iris Joe stuff, I did have to stop and wonder it, like, has Flashpoint just made him a different person? Because the Joe that I knew from the first season, like, wanted this to happen. And it almost feels like he would walk in on them on the couch and just kind of, like, smile and laugh to himself. Uh, because <laughs> he's known that Barry's loved her for years, and he knows that Iris could ever be with anyone better. So it, it did feel like a little bit of, of writing interfering there, because we need Joe to be weird about this. When in my mind, Joe would be, like, the coolest dad about this in the world. And would probably like make a funny joke as he was leaving the room, uh, but I'm we're moving past it. That's great. Um, I hope that they didn't change who Joe is because that was one of my favorite parts of him, kind of just smirking when Barry was trying to find a way to tell him what he already knew. Uh, but yeah, I mean the, the the relationships here, it all worked after that final scene where, like I said, I really just want more of that. I want more of their easy chemistry between the two of them and the three of them there because that's that feels rare that feels really rare on television and these shows and you know shows in general so give me more of that please just let them be cute together and it gets a smile for me and that's that's what i'm here for let's be honest i it was something i'm gonna point out right now uh, with uh, i mean before i go to my overall thoughts about all the romance focus was the fact that even though you know, I've joked, in, you know, in the past, that, you know, you know, CW shows do, do focus a lot on ships or you know, romantic love interests and stuff like that. But the way the Flash does it is where I'm like, you know what, I I can dig it. I can get along. I can get, I can get into this because it didn't take over the show completely. It didn't take over the whole episode completely. You know, it was you know, and it was also done so it felt natural in many ways. You know, and, I mean, I'm glad that first of all, Joe has someone because you know poor, these poor father figures in the in the, the Arrowverse you know Quentin and Joe and Harry Harry's and and and, and you know Henry Alison you know before he died you know they didn't get you know like they didn't really move on you know and get a new relationship after whatever happened or why it's happened so I'm glad that Joe is getting someone that is someone that we are kind of familiar with because they did tease, tease a little bit in the first episode she was in I think season one or season two that those who they knew each other pretty well and like seeing just quick west just made me start planning the double wedding between west island and quick west and because i'm like i'm loving this so much (laughs) like see this is what i missed with roy and fia when you know before they were you know taken from me and like they're so cute together and they have good chemistry and i'm like Let's just let's just do a double wedding right now between West Island and Quick West. I will be there. I will find out if a Cooper be an extra. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen somehow, and just see these adorable couples just finally get the, you know their happy endings because it was genuinely cute. And and I think Wally had good reasons to kind of be a little bit hesitant of you know well you're going back. It's kind of like when you know you're dealing with you know you fall in love with someone in your area, but you know that they're gonna either you're moving soon or they're gonna move soon. And you know why start something you know then that you're just going to have to break apart and then that will crush your heart in many ways. So, um, the West Island thing, I, I just kept laughing at all of it because I'm like, why is this a conversation that Barry even needs to have with Joe? Um, like, and also like you said, Andrew, you know, I hope, hopefully Flashman didn't change too much of Joe. I mean, I think all these characters have changed 
in some ways or whatnot, even though Barry hasn't told them what the changes are, I think that, you know, there are changes now to these characters that we're just gonna have to wait and see what they are. Uh, but yeah, no, I just kept laughing throughout the most of the parts and so on, and, um, you know, when, when poor Barry was stuck in the mirror, and, you know, he was basically just like opening up his heart again to iris and all she does is laugh it's like i'm sorry boo but you're in a mirror this is not the time for us to have a heart to heart because how am i supposed to take it seriously? oh my god also i cracked up i don't know why but hearing grand doesn't talk backwards i couldn't stop <laughs> laughing throughout the rest of the, the hour because i'm like it just sounded so weird which you know it's supposed to um, but yeah, I like so the full disclosure. Mm-hmm. After that moment, I went and downloaded an app on my phone that reverses my full whatever I record. Had way too much fun doing that during the commercial breaks. What's the name of the app? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. <laughs> All right. Was it actually backwards? Yeah. So it reverses what you say, which oh. is really cool. But um, but with that said, about the romance and the chips on the episode. Let's go fishing for Harrison Wells. Um, the show went almost orphan black on our asses. So, Amy, I begin I know how much you dig this. What was it like seeing, first of all, a bunch of different Harrys in different like eras, outfits, seeing how Earth 2 Harrys, Harrison Wells was getting jealous, and what were your thoughts on the new Harry that we got? Not going to lie, the whole Harrison Wells casting call thing had me dying with (laughs) laughter. I had such a good time. I loved watching the auditions, as it were. I cracked up so hard. That whole bit is probably one of my favorite bits that the series has had so far to date. It just cracked me up. Um, Seeing the different versions, you got like, I don't know, almost redneck Harry, and then steampunk Harry, and then mime Harry. I mean, it's very entertaining to watch. So I really like that. Um, I am bummed that we're replacing Harry with HR, whatever. I'm going to call him Hat Harry because HR, that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm bummed that our Harry's leaving and I, I've got, we've gotten to know him so well that I almost don't know if I'm ready to get to know another Harrison Wells. There's also something else that is a little bit, concerning so we know that they sorry my dog's getting some water we know that they basically put out this memo to the entire multiverse with this riddle for the harrison wells's to solve uh, and riddle, there was excuse me how dare you <laughs> algorithm thank you uh advanced advanced algorithm thing i don't remember what he called it <laughs> um there was this moment in a Star Trek episode, and I don't remember which Star Trek episode, I think it was in a Star Trek Enterprise episode, where uh, someone mentioned that it wasn't Star Trek Enterprise, by the ship going out into the galaxy, they were basically telling all of these hostile aliens where to find Earth. And that struck me right here, because that means Team Flash basically just put out a memo saying, hi everybody, here's how you can find our Earth and contact us and possibly invade us. So that's a little bit concerning. But other than that, loved this whole bit. Very, very entertaining. So, Amy, you're saying that the crossover we're going to have is actually the invaders of Harrison Wells? Oh, that's that's, what, I, <laughs> that's Please, what I'm hearing. Yes. <laughs> Please. All the Harrys. <laughs> I mean, if this show doesn't pull an orphan black at some point and bring like nine Her- Tom Cavanaugh's together, I'm going to be sincerely disappointed in this show because... 
that was, I mean, I don't know where this idea came from, but that was genius just to see, like, different <laughs> aerostats. Um, Cam, what, what did you think of the whole aspect with, uh, well, fishing for Harrison, as well as uh, saying goodbye to Earth to Harry and, uh, and then the arrival of the new one? I'm going to say on surface, I loved it just because it was so funny. But then when you think about plot-wise, I didn't. Because what was Cisco and Caitlin thinking to bring other Harrison Wells when the first Harrison Wells destroyed them? Like, Caitlin's love died twice, but, you know, for the first time was with um, Harrison Wells. And then, you know, everything that went on with Cisco, I was like, plot-wise, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. But, you know, you think about productions, like, all right, Tom Cavanaugh is a series regular. We need to have him somewhere. So that's why they do it. But also, I'm like, why don't you just make Violet Bean a series regular then? And you can have both of them. And I think we'll all be happy that way. But yeah, so again, was it fun? Yes. Did it make a lot of sense in story-wise? Not for me. Brittany, what did you think of the, of the whole thing? Yeah, I kind of agree with Kat a little bit. I mean, I loved it. I thought it was super funny. But as we kind of have said already, we bonded so much with Harry and... Yeah, I'm not ready to see, like, a new Harrison Wells-type character. And again, we kind of saw a little bit, I don't know if it's, like, too spoilery, but in the preview for next week, you know, already they're kind of investigating this other Harry. And I'm like, do we have to do this storyline again kind of thing? Like, we already had this kind of whole, do we trust Harry? Is he good? Which Harry is this, you know? I, I liked the whole, like, Cisco-Harry bromance. Like, that was one of my favorite parts of this kind of... Of, of the new Harry, like, they're, like, especially the Mirror Master thing, trying to come up with the nicknames and, you know, that kind of stuff. I, like, I enjoyed that so much, this little banter, and, you know, at the end, when they're hugging, and he's like, you know, oh, I'm gonna cry this time, no, I'm gonna cry this You know, I love that, and I'm, like, not ready to have to, like, I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be hilarious next week when we see, you know, this new HR hat wearing Harry, you know, trying to fit in, and, and I feel like he's gonna try to, like, act like the old Harry they know to make them be comfortable, and it's gonna make them even more uncomfortable, and I feel like that's gonna be funny. But I'm I'm just sad. Again, and also I would love to see Violet as a series regular, just have them around all the time. But yeah, that was a pretty it was pretty funny regardless. Those are really solid points. The entire like it was fun to watch, but what's the long term goal and plot point? Very, very solid point that you guys both made. Andrew, what about what about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, as soon as I realized what was happening, it felt like they should have had like a you know, clown or like a fun goofing around montage running behind. Uh, so I hope I wished we'd seen more. But uh, yeah, I agree with both the points uh, you raised. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a chance for him to go bad. I like at this point, Harrison Wells. We've had two, and I liked both of them. We've actually had three, and I liked all of them. So I would, I, you know, if there's a fourth that is going to be. Uh, you know, uh, a sidekick or to Cisco, or uh, you know, it's a, it's a good way of injecting a new personality in in a way that they've kind of set the precedent for. But I am reserving judgment on it because uh, his his reaction to them not hearing the warning that Harrison was trying to give has definitely won me over in the short term. Uh, but. I, uh, my hopes when they were saying the different earths and they kind of like they dealt with the mime and then Cisco said you know here's one from earth 19 my heart 
I, I don't think I can adequately describe to you guys that that's the earth where Gotham by Gaslight, the, the like steampunk, almost Victorian era Batman is from. Uh, my heart soared and then was immediately dropped because it was obviously just not that and they picked that number at random. Um, so bringing it up now has once again reduced me to tears. So that's all I can really say. I just googled Earth 19 and all I found was a cover where it says count on issue one the search for Ray Palmer Gotham by Gaslight. I'm like, damn, yeah. what happens? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you, but yeah, I mean, are you more, right? more Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah, more Tom Cavanaugh. You know, if, if they wanted to do a different one every, you know, two episodes, I'm not going to say I wouldn't be on board for that. Yeah, he, even Cavanaugh, if it is kind of, you know, not great for the or even if there are some plot holes. There were a few other plot holes in this episode that bugged me, but that is one I would be willing to overlook. I mean, he would later Steampunk, become... I'm all for steampunk Tom Cavanaugh, so yes. Yes. He would later become the Tatiana, who's her last name from Orphan Black, you know, seeing, you know, having all those oh. <laughs> versions of them. I mean, like, they need to have, like, a show of. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to... I mean, you know, it was hilarious seeing, you know, um, Harrison Idols or, you know, you know, um, fishing for the well says so. You know, I'm just trying to make funny quips at American Idol stuff like that. But no, it was. I, mean, I didn't expect it, and I'm so glad that it didn't get spoiled in any trailers because I'm like, this was a nice surprise. Yeah, I I couldn't. I mean, there was. I mean, these writers, you know, like if they're listening, you you guys killed it in in many good ways, but especially with the comedy bits of all those parts because I'm like, I'm seeing seven Tom Cavanaugh's one after another. This Christmas came. I mean, sweet Christmas times a billion. Seriously, because th- I mean, and, I, and this, is, this is kind of like a side joke that I've had with, um, with Adam. You know, many times I'm saying I'm. They're probably gonna introduce a different Harrison Wells each season, and I'm almost starting to wonder if I'm on to something because it happened for the third time now. And you know, I mean, in a way, you know, it does bring in new blood to the show, but also keeping it familiar with you know because it is Tom Cavanaugh. So I didn't. You know, I don't mind it. I mean, it definitely. I think we just need to wait and see what's gonna happen. But I agree with Amy that it feels that, you know, with all the development we put into Earth to Harry, uh, and you know, even though he has a good reason to go back because he said, you know, their world still needs healing after what zoomed in and all those things, it, it feels such like a waste of screen time and development that we put into this version to just suddenly let's just bring in a new one because it's fun and it's you know, it's, you know, we we can experiment and whatnot. I have a feeling, though, that, you know, maybe based on responses to, you know, this new Harris or HR, I'm not, I'm just going to call him Harry, and throughout the whole season, the producers may actually in the end say, you know, let's just bring back Earth to Harry, and that way we can bring back Jesse. I mean, I still feel that we have a crisis event coming up at some point, you know, which will hopefully then bring together Supergirl's Earth, and then, you know, they can bring back Earth 2 and Earth 3. Like, you know, like, at some point, some of these characters that we're seeing, you know, like Jay Garrett from Earth 3 or Harry Harry Wells and Jesse Quick from Earth Two, like in Supergirl from Earth, let's say Earth CBS, and they will all come together. So, but yeah, so I mean, I I'm using it was funny, but I agree with all you guys are saying that this could be a bad thing later on. But for, for the time being, I, I'm open to. I like to, I would like to, you know you know because I just love Tom Tom Cavanaugh so much as an actor that I, you know I'm open to see new takes on his character or whatnot. Um. I just hope at some damn point we do get to meet the Earth One Harrison Wells because, unless Flashpoint didn't change that and it, he still died by Eobard and he you know 
the part of the clutter still happened the way it did and all those things. But but we have one final thing to discuss, and which was, you know, had its presence throughout the episode, and it's getting cold. It's getting colder. And not just because it's fall. <laughs> it's not just because it's fall, but it's because, holy crap, what is Caitlyn doing? And we see her use her powers to get Barry out of the, um, the mirror, but towards the end of the episode in the, the post credit scene, if you want to call it that, we start to see the consequences of her using her powers, establishing the rules now of her abilities that, you know, the more she uses them, the more icier she gets, you know, in her body, you know, she, her hair is turning white-ish, you know, her, you know, her lips are turning blue, and yeah, so, so, so Brittany, what did you think of the development of Caitlyn's uh, metahuman powers? I actually was, like, surprised at how much I really, really enjoyed that. I've never been, like, a huge Killer Frost fan. Like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't wait. Like, I feel like some of you guys were. I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. And this episode, I don't know, I was just, like, super excited for that. That little end bit, especially, I was not expecting that part. Of course, like, you know, when they're like, we need to we need to make this colder to get Barry out. And, like, I'm like, all right, Caitlin, side eye. Like, when when's that going to happen? So, of course, we knew that was coming. But I liked that she had that little moment. You know, she's you're like, what's, what's going to happen here? They're showing a lot of Caitlyn she's getting undressed like what's happening and they show her in the shower and they're like oh my gosh like she's having a to- totally like frozen moment here happening right now like everything's just like freezing around her <laughs> um and I also really enjoyed that like really great like perfect like purple shade of lipstick she had at the end like that was I don't know I just like, really enjoyed that like little it wasn't like too like ice frozen it was just like the light the right touch you know I don't know I just really enjoyed this this little tease at the end kind of that we're seeing that you know she's moving more and more towards the killer frost said and i know i said i wasn't really excited for her to be hiding um this whole secret thing you know i'm not a big fan of you know these women and these you know, hide, having to hide their superpowers or just in general yeah. hiding superpowers from other people but um i guess maybe more i guess in this episode i could see why she was more fearful and more why she decided to hide i don't still i don't agree with it but i kind of was like okay she's still kind of freaked out she doesn't know how to control her powers again like you don't know how to control your powers like this would be a good time to ask your friends who are all metahuman experts but whatever it's fine you're allowed to be a little freaked out first and i feel like yeah it does take a little while to adjust to it something something this this jarring and you know she's like oh i'm gonna do something good i'm gonna be the hero for once and help save the day without anyone really knowing and then she's kind of just coming to come to terms with Oh, what am I doing? Am I, you know, am I doing the right thing? I don't know how to control this. Like, what's going on? So, yeah, I think it may, definitely made me more sympathetic and more interested to see, you know, more of what's going to happen with her character. I'm definitely more, more, more in now for Killer Frost than I was previously. I, I will say. Kat, what, uh, what about you? Um, I think I'm, I made it vocal how I've always been disappointed with Caitlyn's character um, in the previous seasons, but I'm so excited for this arc for Caitlyn because I I always know there is so much potential for the uh, character because I love the actress and I think this is the perfect way to bring uh, Killer Frost with um with Caitlyn still being Caitlyn and not you know a villain um but at the same time I I saw the ending as it more not just because she used her powers that's why this is happening it's just that her powers are developing more. I don't even think it, even if she didn't use her powers, I think we would have gotten this scene. Uh, so I'm emotional? really excited. Do you think it's emotional <sighs> reaction? I don't know. It could be, I think maybe, maybe cause she is hiding it. Maybe that's why like she's hiding her abilities because she hasn't been using her powers. It's showing in a physical appearance that she, um, 
you know, now she's she has these powers that are literally like her hair's changing now. Um, but I loved it, and I and of course the whole cold moment. You knew that that Caitlyn was gonna have to do something. But I'm really excited for this arc, and I'm so glad Caitlyn has something to do now because that's always been my problem with her character is that she's always been sidelined. She's been the damsel in distress, like um, like every five episodes. I feel like she was kidnapped. Uh, so finally, she has an arc, and um. It's been a long, long time coming, but I think we're we're gonna get a really cool arc with her. I'm very excited for next episode because of Caitlyn, and I and I because uh from the synopsis, I guess spoiler alert, but that they uh, released it is that she's gonna meet her mom, which I think is also going to bring a lot of emotional stuff. Which is I'm glad you brought that up, Mandy. That maybe the, the these powers are connected to her emotion, or I don't know. I'm just really excited to to learn more. I loved love that scene. It would be a huge plot twist if her powers, like the speed for it, has a mind of its own. Maybe it's like, hey girl, you shouldn't be ashamed of me, just embrace me. Um, hopefully it doesn't sound anything like that because that would be way too hip. Um, Andrew, what, are, what were your thoughts on Caitlyn's development in this episode? Uh, I, yeah, I'm... Uh, <laughs> I, I think I've also hinted at my uh, discontent with what caitlin has been given so far it's, it's still right pretty um, content thank you i am uh displeased uh <laughs> because it, it was set up so perfectly for her like in the comics to keep ronnie from going nuclear and him to keep her normal uh anyway that's still in my mind of of like the the most promising well, not even most promising. I think the thing that I just liked the most about her character was her with Ronnie. And in the time since, they haven't really done anything that I would would think of as like memorable other than her as Killer Frost. So it, this can only be good. Um, the sooner she stops hiding it is, is probably the best uh, for my enjoyment. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's... I don't really know what they're going to do with that because that feels like a pretty substantial storyline to tackle, uh, almost like an, you know, a season-long one. So um, I'm, I'm not ruling it out. I'm not hoping or changing what I'm hoping or getting my hopes up for it. I'm calmly waiting to see what they do with it, but I did. I liked the way that sequence was shot. It was like a horror movie. Uh, so I was on board for that. I question her solution of cutting off that white hair because uh you know conceal don't feel but that's people are going to notice that kind of thing caitlin come on well maybe she's so, super maybe, choppy it's gonna grow back super weird too exactly well maybe she's i was really new, worried about that maybe she's had a new cover for just league of america that's coming up in january and she's like look yo this caitlin this new killer frontisan is dope i'm gonna you know does she have like a mohawk or something now cat I don't. Th- I have to look back. I don't think she does. I it hope she different. doesn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I have to look back. Um, but you, you just talked about um, like a Grant Morrison type story that Caitlyn of this <laughs> world knows about the Caitlyn of the DC Rebirth world, and I'm pretty sure that was called Multiversity. But um, comic book <laughs> fans will get that. But yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I'm I'm excited overall for the comic also. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Amy, uh, what did you think about Caitlin's development in this episode? Well, just like you guys said, I'm still, I'm kind of 
questioning why she continues to hide these powers that she's got because we continue to see the team for the most part be pretty chill with their team members developing new powers <laughs> pretty chill <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's all right it's um, episode is full but i did i did enjoy seeing that sequence um i mean it, it was obviously again like you guys said pretty obvious that she was gonna help out and save the day um and i do appreciate that harry told cisco and was like you need to figure it out and you could tell that Harry probably knew to a certain extent he had an idea and that it's up to, to Cisco now to solve the mystery. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious to see where we're going to go. And I didn't even think about what, I don't remember if it was Kat or Brittany. One of you guys said that, you know, the, the less she uses her powers, the more that it basically takes over her body. That's a really cool, intriguing thought that unless she uses her powers, it starts to consume her. Um, or the more that she uses her powers, maybe it starts to consume her, uh, which is a terrifying idea that, Maybe she realizes that and that she knows that she needs to not use her powers. But then, of course, situations arise in which she does need to use her powers. So we'll see. I'm excited to see where we go from here. I hope it's the last, though. I feel like story-wise, that's more interesting because, like, because she's concealing her abilities. It's more interesting. Well, now she has to use her abilities or else it's physically going to make you look like Killer Frost who, you know, not a lot of people like. So um, I don't think she wants to look like that villain. But uh, yeah, either way, psychologically, this is going to be really cool. I'm just saying she needs a visit from Elsa on Once Upon a Time or the anime movie and just say, see, hey, you know what? You can do a lot of cool things with, uh, with Ice Power, mm-hmm. yo. I just think, I was just thinking when Amy was talking that the worst, I think, person, the person who's going to take it the worst is going to be Cisco. I think he's going to be really hurt when he finds out that she had powers and didn't tell him because she's, he's going to be like, you know, I was here for you. I had powers, you know, you saw yeah. what I went through. I think he's going to take it really badly and hopefully it won't damage their friendship too much because I think everyone else will kind of maybe not understand, but they'll come to accept it. But because of the bond they have, I feel like that's going to be really hard to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I can, I can only echo what you guys have said because uh, I mean, Especially what Kat said, because, you know, she and I even did the Caitlin Snow kid review this season, I believe, uh, where we spoke about the fact that season two was not really good for Caitlin, that they didn't really know what to do with her. And now they're actually giving mm-hmm. a very, like, we don't know if she's going to become a villain or a hero. Like, you can go any way they want. But the fact is that now there is a storyline. There is, you know, she has something to do other than being, you know, someone's love interest or being a dad. And so she's getting things to do. And, you know, Daniel Penn, because she's an amazing actress that, you know, that should, you know, they should use as well as they can. So I, I'm, 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 I'm excited to see where they're going from here. And um, next week, yeah, we're, I mean, we're going to talk about a brief in the spoiler section. So, um, but, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see what they do uh, following next, uh, you know, in next week's episode. But I believe that's going to wrap up our episode discussion. Uh, I mean, again, for me, personally, like, aside from the the cheap way to use Captain Cold, this is literally one of my favorite episodes of the whole series. You know, amazing portrayals of the, of the new rogues we got. Jesse Quick running around, you know, very, you know, have, showing the growth in his character as, you know, a mentor, as a, you know, leading speedster. And so much fun, romantic, and relationship stuff's going on. And fishing for Harrison Wells, I mean... Look, I, I don't like fishing for fish, but I would totally be d- down for fishing for Harrison's. So, but is there anyone else have anything else they want to say about this episode before we get, go to feedback? Uh, why was it three years for the world, but only like minutes for Mirror Master? Did I miss that? Oh, you mean when he was trapped inside and he... 
Yeah, Fuck. did they explain why it was instant? For I'm him, guessing or? it's like that. It's I'm guessing it's like in the Phantom Zone where time goes differently. And in where, the mirror world. In the mirror. I mean, I, I, I they, they, it sure better be the mirror world that he was in. And, okay. And, but I, I mean, I think we were meant to believe that you know, well, it's one of those sci-fi things where things progress differently in you know between dimensions or realities. Um, sure. But um, um, but yeah, if anyone. If anyone, everyone feels complete on this episode, uh, let's get to some feedback uh, from our listeners on Twitter and email. So, so Brady, what do people have to say about this week's episode? Okay, first we have at simply b eighty one hashtag West Allen hashtag West Allen heart eye emoji fire emoji. Don't like. <laughs> I have to read the emoji. No, they fine, make these things. <laughs> Don't like or trust Wells eighteen point Poor Dr. Snow, but she has a uh, SL storyline, finally. <laughs> 18.0 Wells. Uh, add Suara Sahil 1. Great episode. We're officially going to have two different Harrys each season. LOL. Chilling ending as well. Sorry, not sorry. We have one from Indigo Blue 171 And in all caps, Killer Frost, Killer Frost, Killer Frost. Plus the new rogues, West Allen and Quick West. All Overall, awesome episode. West Allen AF. I love... Loved all the West Allen interactions. Fun, sweet, and funny. Glad to see Barry finally moving out. Not sure about Wells 3.0 yet. <laughs> uh, at knowledge is power. Uh, Amaze balls. Dancing girl emoji. Uh, music note emoji. Like oh, A-OK emoji. 100 emoji. Hands up emoji. <laughs> West Allen electric love. Hashtag West Allen. Hashtag the flash. Hashtag mirror master. <laughs> I feel like people are just gonna start putting emojis in to like make me describe them. It's I, love great. It. I love it. So <laughs> Add Rachel Ely. Very sad we didn't get to see any present day snart. Knowing he's there somewhere, but not being able to see him sucks as we know he's going to be alive in legend. So where is he? Agreed. At Megares. Got my hopes up for more than just a reflection of snart in present day from the promo photos, but glad to see him at all. At Don West Don Don underscore West Allen. My West Allen and Quick West feels like crying. I think it's like a crying, laughing emoji. I both love these couples, but I really wish Violet was a series regular so it can develop. Not sure if I understand this new version of Wells. I actually grew attached to Earth 2 Harry, so I'll kind of miss him. Mirror Master is my favorite rogue. I've been waiting for this, and Grey Damon's not disappoint. I miss Snart, though. And then we have an email from Derek. Nothing is the same anymore because of Barry. I can't believe that Mirror Master is violent. So excited that Jesse and Wally are dating. It must be hard for Joe to see Barry and Iris kiss. There's always an awkward moment in a family. I didn't like what they did with Ashley Rickard's character at the top. It was so funny to see all the different top Kavanaugh. I was wondering if any of you guys know if Barry will work up a sweat when he runs. Iris and Jesse are the MVPs of this week's episode. Can't believe that Caitlin used her powers behind Barry's back. So Snart isn't back to Legends. So sad. Glad that Joe finally has a love interest after his wife died. I was sad that Harry and Jesse had left again. Killer Frost is coming very soon. That is true. Does he actually ever... They don't show him, like, sweating very much. I guess it's not really, like, that hard of work for him when he's running, because it's just natural. Damn it. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch, like, 46 <laughs> episodes just to see if the man does sweat at all. Um, I mean, I'm just guessing that, like, like, like a Kryptonian, he doesn't sweat. But, you know, who knows with these things. But, um... But this is, that's going to wrap up our feedback section. Guys, if you want to have your thoughts read on the podcast each week, just tweet us at the Flash Podcast or email the Flash Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet one of us like after the East and West Coast airing, and we you know we will pick those tweets up as well. Um, and we will get our handles very soon. So 
But but that's gonna wrap up our episode discussion for this week. And uh, we're gonna do some quick plugs. <laughs> I can't, damn it, I can't resist those puns. Um, and then we're gonna do some uh, preview for next week. So so, Cat Fertile, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I guys, I almost. I pretty much forced her to make time to be honest. But I'm like, Cat, it's now or never with Jesse Quick. Either you come out now, or you you will have to wait like maybe a year till we actually get Jesse back. So I'm really happy we're able to come on tonight, Cat. So where can people find you? On Thank so- you. Where can people find you on social media and your other projects? Uh, so for social media, check me out at Comic Uno for Twitter, and then on Facebook, you check me out on Comic Uno, and then my YouTube channel is Hang Claire Heroes, but search Comic Uno, you'll find me. Uh, and then of course, I am part of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, so you can hear me and Amy talk about and Morgan uh, talk about all stuff Legends on that podcast. Uh, also, I'm part of a group YouTube channel, Comic Frontline. I do two podcasts over there, Media Madness. We talk all media stuff. And then uh, Frontline Live, which was the reason why I couldn't make the Jesse episode, because we do that uh, live on at 9.30 on uh, Comic Frontline. And then, of course, uh, go check out my comic book, Like Father, Like Daughter. Um, we have issues one through three out. And then we are getting ready for our Kickstarter for issue four. So we're really excited about that. Uh, Andrew, where can people find you on, on, on social media as well as uh, projects? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew B. Dice, D-Y-C-E. And uh, you can follow me writing all of this good stuff and more uh, on ScreenRant.com. And uh, the podcast with the editors there, Total Geek Call. We had a, a good discussion of Supergirl Superman recently, which... Uh, listeners might enjoy or hate um let me know i hated you so much i was writing so many mean <laughs> things about you on tumblr uh, i don't even know how to post a, a, t- a post on tumblr and okay seriously i listened to that episode and you guys i mean for everyone who's being like oh henry cavill is you know doesn't know how to be superman and tyler Hickman is so much better and so like you guys need to listen to that discussion and also oh, thank under- you and understand why it is okay to enjoy both of them or whatnot so uh, it's on iTunes. Uh, are you guys on Stitcher? Uh, yeah, I think we are, yeah. Awesome. Um, Amy, where can people find you on social media as well as on other projects, as well as in San Diego if they're interested in animals? You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Amy underscore Marie 97. You can also find me on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast with Kat. Uh, if you guys are a fan of the show or just jumping in this season, please come take a gander at the podcast we have a lot of fun it's a it's a very very giggly podcast it is <laughs> yes it is um other than that if you are down in san diego feel free to stop by the san diego zoo safari park and say hi and Brittany, where can people find you online you can find me on twitter at kind of movie snob k-i-n-d-a movie snob and i write for the marvel report and culture s on fansided I just did a article about Gilmore Girls, which is something I love. I yes, think, I need. I still need to check out that trailer that came out. I, a cat told me today there was a trailer. I'm like, ooh, I should probably. I check like it out. sobbed. I sobbed. Uh, also, people will fi- will be able to find you at Kamikaze this weekend, right? Yes, people. I'll be at Kamikaze. I will be at the Flash panel, and I will probably be live tweeting slash squeeing. And <laughs> yes, that and and also the uh, live squeezing. Panel, though. <laughs> Life squeezing. <laughs> uh, oh my god, you and oh my god, I. If you meet my culture, I mean, 
we um, we will need to send that Lazarus bed to you. I'm gonna be in the same room as my cult, or just saying, guys. Like it's I, I, happening. Yeah, you're not gonna you're gonna not, you're not gonna survive. That man is so. <laughs> I mean, the charm in that man is indescribable. So, uh, and you guys know where you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Backed. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Andrew Backed Official. So go ahead and give him a like. And you can find all my work at Heroic Hollywood and the mall port that I run and with uh, with with our good friend Lauren as well as uh, all the work I'm doing on the DC Podcast Network. And then also, before you can find The Flash Podcast on theflashpodcast.com, where you can get all the latest news and trailers and photos and descriptions for The Flash, as well as the latest episode of The Flash Podcast, as well as comic reviews for the current Flash comic out there by our good uh, our good member and friend, Tariana. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mine and periscope all under the flash podcast uh, make sure to follow along this week because you know Brittany will be there and she will be active on the flash Podcast account so follow the flash Podcast all over social media if you have a few moments head over to itunes and subscribe and rate and review us and uh, hit up some, some five star reviews and let us know what you love about the podcast and the show as well and uh, if you're listening to the rick's made the mixed radio network uh, you can listen to us live on wednesdays at 6 p.m eastern Check out the entire DC Podcast Network at dctpodcast.com and find DC Podcast on social media, just under DC Podcast. And if you've got any questions, email us at theflashpodcast at gmail.com. Whew, it's, it's a lot of plugs when you're five people. Uh, so that's going to wrap up for our this part of uh, the podcast. We're going to jump into some spoilers for next week's episode. Uh, but again, Kat, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, for anyone who's not sticking around for the spoilers... Until next time, for all of our members here on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy. Oh, this is going to be real tricky with, like, all these people. Who's going next? Okay, you, Amy, I'm Amy Marie. Okay. <laughs> I'm Brittany. I'm, I'm Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week on the Flash Podcast. And welcome back to the, the, um, the previous session for next week's episode of The Flash. And what you just heard was the audio from the trailer for the fifth episode of uh, the new season called Monsters. And Amy had to st- step um, step out. She, uh, you know, it's Tuesday night, it's busy. So, so Andrew is going to do a dramatic reading of the official episode description for the fifth episode. So Andrew, the stage is yours.
Episode 305, Monster. Caitlin calls on her mother for help with her growing meta powers. Desperate to understand what is happening to her, Caitlin visits her mother, Dr. Tannhauser, guest star Susan Walters, a renowned biomedical researcher, in the hopes that her mother can provide some answers about Caitlin's growing metahuman powers. However, when Dr. Tannhauser treats her daughter <laughs> like a test subject, Caitlin grows cold and brings up past wounds, causing the two to have a major blowout. Meanwhile, after a mysterious new metahuman attack Central City, Barry tries to convince Julian to let him assist on the case. Kim Miles directed the episode, written by Zach Stentz. Perfect. That was perfect. I love dramatic reading so badly. Um, yeah, you know, this mysterious new metahuman looked a lot like a freaking dinosaur in that city. It looked like uh, the Stranger Things monster slash the Cloverfield monster. Like, if they had a baby, that's what this monster would be. And Combination. I'm like, so- <laughs> I just love like kaiju monsters. Like I'm very excited about this 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 villain next week. Kaiju, I didn't. F- oh my god, it does look a little bit like Godzilla. I love this show so much. Like this is like, <laughs> this is like normal now. Like you know, yeah, sure, we can bring in dinosaur. We can bring in like a talking shark and a gorilla. Like it's fine. It's fine. Next we're gonna see. You know, we're probably gonna see a bunch of you know giraffes invade invade Central City. Uh, you know, it's like th- these things happen now. It's normal. Um. So yeah, this trailer looks like a lot of fun because we're now like we po- talked about in the episode discussion. We're now gonna have to go back and. Get to know the new Harry Wells, Harrison Wells, HR. I'm HR. Wait a minute, H. As in HR Wells, is this? Oh God. Um. No wait. It's, it's no. That one is called HJ Wells. HG. Yeah. HG Wells. Yeah. HG Wells. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm not smart. I don't know literature. Uh. But yeah. So what does everyone think of this trailer? Like, what does everyone think of? What's, <laughs> I can't. I don't know what what I'm supposed to say because there's so much wackiness that is just it's too much fun and also like what what is happening with this new Harrison he is just so different talking um, into a pen oh no he he's a spy he works for he works for uh, Prometheus oh my god it's all connected I mean what is he oh, I don't want him I don't want him to be a bad guy I feel no. like it's gonna be one of those things where it's like a misunderstanding hopefully they're like they're gonna like oh it's just my I need to record this for my podcast. Or like, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's going to be something goofy where they're like, you know, ha- HR is secret, the Flash podcast. You know, he has his own. He's oh, recording so that would be so, that would be so That'd be super meta. meta. Yeah. If they <laughs> did that, I won't mind that. I just hope, yeah, it's something like super like goofy and not like, oh, I'm actually secretly evil and taking notes from my earth or something weird like that. Yeah, he's he's just got his own investigation that he's doing i'm honestly all this talk now and that blast into the multiverse i am only thinking of that happening on supergirl and that being what brings him in but uh so yeah i would almost ooh, okay if we got a harrison wells here and another one on supergirl earth i want that one to be good so i'd be okay with this one being evil Oh my it seems gosh! Unlikely. I well, wait a minute. Didn't Barry yes. say in the crossover with Supergirl that there is no Harrison Wells and Cisco Ramon Galen Snow? Well, oh, yeah, but that's I mean, true. Come on. No, well, no, in the crossover, crossover. But if we have like, you know, if they say we've we've got this subspace transmission or whatever, who's Harrison Wells? 
I mean, I don't, I'd honestly be okay with that. Um, just saying that he helped them crack it off screen. But if they don't show him, then this guy has got to be all good, or I'm going to be pretty pissed because I just want a good Harrison. We, yeah, same. Don't we all? Um, Kat, <laughs> what, are, what, what are some of your thoughts? Where was Caitlin Snow? Where was Caitlin Snow's yeah, mom? Yeah. Where was? <laughs> I was. Oh, no, that's her. That's her mom. <laughs> oh my! Oh, I mean, look. I know she seems to be a piece of work, but not. Yeah, she's half tied you. I'm, I am really impressed with Susan no. Walters, though, because that mocap work. Some oh, great man. acting. Oh my god! See, this is why I say that Herman needs to get nominated for an Emmy. Look at the 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 magic that this man is working. <laughs> It does look really cool. Um, I don't know. I kind of like that we don't get to true. see her mom in the trailer. Like, I kind of want to save all that good stuff for the episode. I like that it's kind of like a goofy giant monster just like trumping around Central City, and they'll probably like defeat that super easy. And that hopefully, monster, a lot of the focus will be on that monster. You know, looks goofy. Mom. That monster looked goofy to you? Okay, that is no. I mean the rest of the. I mean the rest of the trailer. Like that uh, part was obviously great, but the um, whole thing in general kind of has like a light tone to it. I'm sure Kat and I will be sitting next week and going like, "Where's Lydia?" Whenever we see, um, oh um, yeah, Kayla's mom because she's you know, you know Lydia's mom on Teen Wolf. Um, but sorry, Kat, what were you we gonna say? <laughs> a lot of moms. She plays a lot of moms on on television. She, she does. was in Vampire Diaries, Teen Wolf. Now she's in Flash. I, I mean, I love the actress, so it's great to see more of her. But yeah, the the trailer was fun. I I don't know what to say about her, whatever his name is at this point. HR. Um. Now, every single time I think of HR, I think of, like, HRG, because me and Andy also talk about heroes a lot. So I'm just like, all right. Again, now I had that name stuck in my head, too. Why did you you Um, remind me of that name? If you heroes are born, (laughs) seriously. I had to bring it up, of course. If I'm on an episode of Flash, I gotta bring up heroes. But, yeah, I I mean, it was a cool trailer, though. I, I do hope it's misleading that he's not evil. Or they just make, like, a really cool parody of season one of The Flash. And you say... Why would you think I'm evil? Wait, what happened with your Harrison Wells? What? what? <laughs> like, I hope they just make a, like a really cool joke about it. But no, seriously, I hope we we get to see more of Caitlyn in this episode because that's what's promised. Been the trailer just misleading us completely. Oh my god, that monster is so big. Um, I keep rewatching it. I'm like, what is gonna happen? Um, that's your response Andy, to my response is that monster is so big <laughs> yes you're a monster for bringing up um hr wells when heroes were born was so oh, that show touche that the, the, the nerves they had to do oh, screw you nbc uh but i i don't know i i'm was hoping to see her mom but oh well uh, I'm still hoping the day when we see her dad that he that he will be played by Bruce Campbell because I just think he would be perfect to play Hayman's dad. Um, but I know he's busy with that, you know, Ash versus Dead Evil, whatever. So, but we will see next week what happens uh, with the, the the Snow family. But but that's gonna wrap up for for this week. And uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, a very long episode, but a, a very fun one. I hope you had it. Uh, enjoyed listening to it and we will see you next week so until then take care and send lots of emoji reviews for Brady next week (laughs) (laughs) fire emoji fire emoji